Yeah, buddy. We are back for another week. Welcome to the rotation with Mike and John. As you can see, Mike is not here right now. He is on vacation, a well-deserved vacation. So wish him loads of fun and everything. But the show must go on. My name is Jonathan Sawyer. And again, this is the rotation. And let's go right into our Yankees talk. It's going to be a depressing one because ultimately the Yankees are on an eight-game losing streak for the first time since 1995. And if you remember that 95 season, they made a surge into the playoffs right around this time where they were in the same exact position. Do I think that team still has that in them? It's very hard to see when you're looking at the players not run out bases um, like John Carlos Stanton did on Saturday against the Red Sox. It's hard to say that when – you know, your your bullpen cannot get out of an inning without giving up two or three runs. It's hard to say that when you have a manager who looks defeated, ultimately. Like in 1995, the the boss cleaned house. He got rid of Buckshaw Walter. He got rid of all the pretty much staff, pretty much, and brought in a whole new a haul of a new crew and then brought up our captain, Derek Cheater. The Yankees have been struggling lately. It's been very... Very sad to see. One in nine in their last ten. Haven't won a series, I think, since June 30th. Um, actually, I think they've won one series since June 30th. And it's just sad. It really is. And I think that's going to be the common theme in my speech right now about the Yankees. They can't hit. They can't pitch. They get themselves into a hole in the first inning. Our, our star studded uh, ace, Garrett Cole, can't get out of his own start yesterday. Gives up a grand slam in the first and gives up the most runs he's given up in like, what, three or four years, they said, in the first inning. So it's it's not looking good right now. We're on August 20th at the time of this recording, and the Yankees are just looking very, very down. I don't see it as a Yankee fan. Unfortunately, Judge is hitting the ball pretty well. He's still not back to his normal self as you can see he strikes out a lot but also is when he does get a hold of one i turned on the game yesterday and it, they were down six one six nothing or something like that and he comes up and hits a bomb into the uh, left center field 413 feet and in my head i'm thinking that's what you need but what happens after that strike out fly out strike out and then the next inning fly out fly out it's just this team doesn't have a spark. And I commend the Mets 100%. So the Mets said, we aren't winning with this group. And we have to do something different, even if it means sell off what we need to sell off. And that's the biggest thing that I see out of the Yankees, is they bit their tongue and said, we're going we're gonna to push through and we're going to get to the playoffs with this roster. Well, this roster hasn't won playoff games. So I don't know where you're seeing this, and that's what I don't get. I don't, I don't hate Boone. I don't hate Stanton. I don't hate Anthony Rizzo. That those are the three names that keep popping up. Anthony Rizzo has a concussion, so I'm going to give him a little bit of a break because he was hitting the shit out of the ball before that concussion. Stanton, you know, not running out of ball to first base when he may have beat it out. Who knows? But still, you got to run hard. That showed to me he he gave up on the team. Players not running out first to first base. They just almost look like they're going through the motions, waiting for a game 162 to end, the season to be over, and then for them to go on vacation. That's what it looks like right now. 
And I know that's probably not it because he showed a little fight today in the Red Sox loss. Um, again, another bullpen loss for the Yankees. We walked Devers to try to avoid his hot streak. He's hitting the ball unbelievable, Devers, against the Yankees. And it's like big poppy again. <laughs> like that, He just sees the ball. He'll hit like shit against any other team. But the Yankees, he'll hit like crap. Anyways, we, we walked Devers to put him on base. Come up Justin Turner, who is a good hitter. That's why Boston's paying him that money that they're paying him. Comes up, three-run home run, 5-2. And luckily, we got our young stud in Anthony Volpe, who comes in clutch when needed and hits a three-run bomb. Ties the game. Bullpen comes in. Michael King gets himself into trouble. Gives up the – or Clay Holmes, I'm sorry. Clay Holmes comes in again and gives him, gives up a run run and gets out of the inning. We're down 6-5, ended up – Getting two on, Greg Allen hits one off the top of the wall. We think they, I think that it's over, but it's not. And uh, you know, judging Torres strike out right after him, and then uh, Rort Vett uh flies out to center. So it's just a common theme with the Yankees at this point in the season. It's very sad to see as a, as a diehard Yankees fan because I grew up in that prime era of the Jeter, the Bernie Williams, the Paul O'Neill. The Al Duque, the Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, Hideki Matsui, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Chuck Knobloch before everything happened to him, you know, in his prime. You had Alfonso Soriano, you, had, you know, you had all those greats. Jorge Posada, my favorite player of all time. You had all those greats. I could just keep rattling them off. Then you had a dominant bullpen, and of course, led by one Mariano Rivera. The problem with the Yankees right now is that they're just not. They're not playing well on all facets of the game. You can ultimately determine what is wrong with your team by by everything. But I can see why Boone is having such a tough time. Because, number one, you get your starter out there. You think Severino is going to go out there and pitch a good game. He gives up four or five runs. And yesterday was a bullpen game. And now you got to go to your bullpen again and use them again. That's That's tough. You can't hit. None of your big guys are hitting. Judge is hitting okay. He's getting good hits when he can, but he's also striking out a lot. Stanton can't hit. He's getting into his August and September woes where he doesn't hit the ball. You're fielding. You're making unnecessary errors. You're not hustling. There just seems to be a lack of confidence in the whole entire team, and they just seem to be ready to have the season be over with. Boone met with the higher-ups this, this morning, uh, according to Yes Network, and it was not a good meeting, apparently. Uh, my guess is if we don't make the playoffs or at least make a strong push in September, you're probably not going to have a job after this season. We'll let you go to the end of the season, but at the end of the year, you're not going to be here. And ultimately, I think that's the change it needs. One analogy that I'm going to put to this is that the Golden State Warriors, before they got Steve Kerr as their head coach, made the playoffs. And correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I believe that that team made the Western Conference Finals and ended up losing. But that was the Western Conference Finals team that made it there with their coach, ended up letting the coach go and bringing in the new coach in Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr takes him to the finals, wins all those trophies, has four championships with the Warriors. Sometimes you need a different voice. 
I'm not saying Boone didn't get this team riled up and ready to go because he did. Because if, if as Yankee fans, if you remember where we were back before that, it was the captain leaving. It was Mo leaving. Jorge retiring a few years before that. It was in the, like a weird time where it was just we didn't they no one knew where the direction of the team was going. And then Boone came in and then Aaron Judge came and then Torres. And you're like, OK, we got some life. And now the hype got back. So I think Boone did a good job in getting the hype back in and getting the confidence in Yankee fans again. But I just don't think because when you look at the playoffs, we they the Yankees have not done that much. They have, you know, made it to the ALCS a couple times, lost, got swept in one. I think lost in five in the other. Uh, made it to the DS a bunch of times, lost in the wild card a bunch. It's just when they get to the playoffs, they can't get over that hump. And I think that's the biggest problem with the team is that with the leadership, I think it's time for a new voice. I, I wish all the best for Boone if it is his last year, which I think it is. The other second part of that is the guy above Boone, and that's Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman has been with the team for almost 30 years, I think, at this point. And realistically, what has he done but bring one championship into New York? Sign a few key good players, CC, you know, Mark Teixeira, uh, AJ Burnett. And I say, I say AJ Burnett because he was dominant that year. He was on the Yankees when they won the World Series. But other than that, he's missed on a lot of guys. And I understand that, GM, you're going to miss, but he misses more often than he may, hits. And then Marcus Stroman was ready to come to the Yankees. Says and then Cashman. I know this is a few years ago, but he says, "Oh well, you know, he's not he's not the player he thinks he is." Pretty much. Okay, well now he's pitching like that player. So how you put your foot in your mouth? But you go out and get Frankie Montas, who has maybe a couple good starts with Oakland, has some good mechanics, but still had a four ERA with the Athletics, and then bring him on, and he couldn't even find. He was hurt. That was the worst part about it. He was hurt. And then he came, he came find the strike zone. So, you know, I think Cashman's the next. And what I've been hearing is rumblings is that our former captain, Derek Jeter, you can come to the rescue and be the GM. I don't know how true that is. He just had a, he just had a son. You know, I know he's a big in the family right now. I don't know how true that is, but if you notice the captain's been around New York a lot lately, he's been, he's coming to old timers day. He said he would never come. Coming to Old Timers Day. He's going, he's in New York a lot. He went to the hip hop concert that was at Yankee Stadium coming out there. So he's making a lot more appearances in New York and around the Yankees organization as a whole, which makes me think either he's going to be the manager or he is going to be the GM. My thought, he's going to be the GM because he's more methodical that way. What it would be great is him for him to come in and be the next Yankees manager because you know why he knows how to win. He's been to seven World Titles, lost two. He's five and two in the in the World Series, and was key component, key contribution, contributed. He he was contributing in every single time. So ultimately, I think the you know the Yankees need to do something about this roster. They need to dump. They need to dump Stanton. I'm sorry. I do like G. I like that he's part of the team, but I think he needs to go. Um, but 
it's it's time for a change for the Yankees organization because this isn't Yankees baseball. Getting swept by Boston should be the final straw uh, for Hale and Brian Cashman on Boone. And if it is the last time, wish the best out of Boone. But, yeah, that's that's the Yankees talk for today. I know it went on a little longer than usual, but as you can tell, I'm a little fired up because I just watched a, a, a pitiful series in the Braves and the Red Sox series. So make sure you know, let me know what you think about the Yankees. If you're a Yankees fan, let me know. Let me know your thoughts on the whole Jeter becoming the next GM and or manager. But let's roll right into our takes of the week. We don't stop here. So my first take of the week is the Blue Jays are starting to get healthy. Bo Bichette is now off the IL. Vlad Guerrero's healthy. The team is looking good as of late. They are five and five in their last. They're six and four. Uh, I'm sorry, five and five in their last ten games, but have been streaking upwards. Right. They've been playing good baseball. They've been hitting the shit out of the ball. They've they've had a great series against Boston where they had like an average of six runs a game. They just beat today the Cincinnati the hot Cincinnati Reds that we talked about last week, ten to three today. So and that's August twentieth, and they're just starting to heat up. They're one. They're a half game back right now behind Seattle, and they have a good pitching staff. They have a good bullpen. Um, getting Bo Bichette back is going to ultimately give them a, a more like a caffeine boost and an energy boost that they've needed throughout uh, the last month because it is the dog days of August and July, and it's tough. It is really tough. So this guy coming back from injury is going to be huge for the Blue Jays moving forward as we have like five weeks left to go in the regular season. So – Look out for the Blue Jays. I see them as a contender at, in the wild card if they get in. Moving on to my second take. I wanted to bring this up. It's not more about what happened in baseball this week, but it what's going on in Little League baseball this week. The Little League World Series started this past week, and the one thing I want to congratulate the MLB on doing is having uh, major league teams go there and play their – final game of their series on Sunday night baseball there. And then ultimately the players going there early um, to spend time with the kids. It was so fun to watch Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, uh, Trey Turner cheering on local Pennsylvania team against Rhode Island. I think, I believe Rhode Island ended up pulling out the win there, but it was just so fun. To, it's always so fun to see that every single year, those guys taking time out of a busy schedule and a critical time of the year to have some fun, slide down the hill, have a good time. So hats off to you, MLB. It's it's one of the biggest things I gotta say that you guys hit on a lot. And I and I I know it's not a take of the week almost of what's going on, but it is for me because it's something I've looked forward to every single year, even when I was a kid and I almost made the Little League World Series. I always looked up to, you know this time of the year to watch it on ESPN, watch all the kids have fun. And, you know, it, it was, it's, it's so lively to watch that because these kids are fighting so hard, but then after you see them and they're in the arcade, they're having pizza, they're drinking. So, you know, it's, it's just a lot of fun because it takes the game to a whole new level. And I think it allows us to love the game again because you can see the passion in their hearts and the passion in them that it's just a game and it's just a game to them 
So ultimately, hats off to MLB. Uh, whoever wins, it's going to be a great experience for those kids and a, and, a, and a memory they'll hold for the rest of their lives. Third take of the week. We are going to Texas, where the Rangers, who were the hottest team in baseball at one point, are now starting to slump a little bit. Four and six in their last ten. I'm not sure what's going on with them. Maybe they're just hitting the dog days of August. Uh, maybe they're just, you know, on a, on a, you know, a couple games skid. But they're not playing. They're they're not playing like they they were before, and that's the biggest thing I'm noticing. They're playing very lackadaisical. They're ultimately struggling. Uh, you know, every single day, they they're, they they seem like they're not getting into a good groove, which I see them coming out of. They've been a hot team all year. Um, so I see them bouncing out of this, but getting swept by the Brewers um, this past week, who was a first place team, right? Re- well-respected team. Um, and they fought hard, but I mean, getting swept by them didn't help. Um, but with the streaking uh, Houston Astros right behind them and Mariners, you know, the division's not won yet. So as the Mariners, if you have every memory to the Mets, I think it was about 10 years ago. The Mets had a 10-game lead on the Atlanta Braves going into the last three weeks of the season. And they thought they had that wrapped up. Well, do you know how many games the Mets won in that three weeks? Two games. And you know how many the Braves did? A lot. More than 10. So they overtook the Mets. Mets missed the playoffs. Braves made the playoffs as the NL East. Uh, represent so always hold on to that if you're a Texas Ranger or a Texas Rangers fan because the season's not over yet you still have another month and a half left and your division is not wrapped up yet moving on to the fourth take of the week is the staying in the AL West uh, we're gonna stay in and talk about Julio Julio Rodriguez is on a tear right now and he is leading the Mariners into a playoff playoff run they are six and one in their last seven games they just swept the hot hitting hot pitching astros and then they have an opponent in the white Sox who have been playing pretty good baseball lately but i think this could be a great series for them and a huge boost three games out of the first place spot in the al west and they are holding the last wild card seed right now so look out for them mariners they're starting to heat up so one factor of the of the mariners that is been playing really great that you really want to play great right now is your stud your star player in julio rodriguez who had broke a record that was held by milt stock of the brooklyn robins now the los angeles dodgers he has 17 hits in his last four games milt stock had 16 obviously but that is what you want out of your star when i was talking about the yankees earlier this is what you want out of your stars. You, When it's time to play ball and you need a, a key hit, you need a key at bat, you need them to get on a hot streak, this is what you want from them. And Julio Rodriguez is defining that right there. So with him getting hot, the team as a whole getting hot, their starting rotation is, is playing at most the best right now. Look out for the Mariners if I'm the Rangers or Astros because the Astros already felt that pain. But the Rangers, if you keep slumping, like I said in my last take, you're not going to have to worry about the Astros. You're going to have to worry about the Mariners coming in and taking hold of that first place uh, position. On to my fifth and final take. 
hats off to these teams that are believing in their farm systems, like the Dodgers, like the Cincinnati Reds, like the Baltimore Orioles, the Diamondbacks, the Rays, all these teams. They're believing in their farm system, something that I wish the Yankees would do ultimately. They're bringing these, these kids up in August. They're saying, you know what, it's time. Now, I understand that some of that has to do with starting with your MLB clock. That's what you know, Mike has informed me about before is that ultimately the teams won't bring up their prospects till August because then their MLB clock does not start, which means they don't have to pay them their rookie contracts and whatnot. But anyways, a lot of these guys have been brought up before August, and it's really a testament to their farm system and believing in that farm system. If you're going to go prospect heavy, then you go all the way in. And I really give a hats off to a lot of these teams that are doing that and ultimately doing this at, at a high level. You know, the Baltimore Orioles have, are one of the teams that are, you know, on the hot list right now because they're they're set to bring up their their stud in Jackson uh, Holiday, Jackson Holiday. And not only that, they brought up they have another one in there in Colson Kowser, Col- Colton Kowser. Um, is an outfielder. So if they bring up those two for the playoffs, watch out for the hot hitting um, Orioles coming come uh, October because that's going to be scary as as well. One team that just brought up a, a left handed pitcher was Kyle Harrison of the of the San Francisco Giants was just called up today too. But there's a lot on here. Bobby Miller has been brought up. You know, a lot of these franchises are saying we're we're going to buy into our our prospects. We're tired of not having that that depth that you need. And that's part of the what I'm realistically part of the problem the Yankees are. They don't know who they have. You had a guy in Jason Dominguez who you said is not ready for the majors, but was batting 450 in, in spring training. So what what does he have to do? Bat a thousand? That's what I what that's what I have to say. What do you do these spring training games for? You would do these spring training games to see who you got. If you already know who you got, then cut down spring training to two weeks and then move on to the season in in May. There's no need to have a month of spring training if you already know who you got. Because it's really ridiculous, in my opinion, that we're seeing a lot of these guys be wasted away in the minor league system. Then they get to the professional level and never see the light of day, you know, ultimately, because they, they get washed out really quick. Now, I understand it's different playing in Tampa and uh, Florida and Arizona for baseball perspective of it. I know you're playing in smaller stadiums, smaller crowds, and when you go play in front of the big leagues, big stadium and, and the lights, under the lights, it's a 47, 50, 60,000 people in the stands. There's difference. I understand that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying throw them to the wolves automatically. But if a guy's MLB potential and he's ready to go, there's no reason why teams should be holding back their prospects because of certain contractual issues. There should be no contractual issues. There's no salary cap. In the MLB, there's no salary cap. So figure out what you got to do if you're a team contending for the playoffs. If you have a hot guy in the, in the minors ready to come up and you have a guy who's slumping, pull him up. I feel like that's part of baseball's problem. And a lot of baseball's problems, you leave the young guys in the minors so long, and we keep hearing about these guys, right? Keep hearing them, keep hearing them, keep hearing them. And year after year after year, 
nothing happens. He ne- they never see the light of the day. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm tired of getting excited about this guy because we're never going to see him. So the Orioles have said that they're, they're potentially going to bring up Jackson holiday here um, in the next couple weeks, I believe probably in the playoff push along with Colton Kowser, um, an outfielder, which would be huge depth in the playoffs is major, uh, especially from a young guy that rallies the older guys a lot. Yeah, that'll be like if say Jackson holidays uh, gets a pinch hit opportunity with the bases, uh, runners on first and second, uh, two outs, um, in the bottom of the eighth, they're down two runs, and he hits a triple, drives into two runs, ties the game. That's a huge boost for the older guys. You never know what's going to happen. So I'm all for playing the younger guys, especially if the older guys are not hitting well and they're not playing well. And I feel like that's what happened in baseball too, is so many guys got so complacent because they knew teams weren't going to dip into their prospects. Well, you need to put some fear into these guys that – you could lose your freaking job. But also the problem on the other side is a lot of these guys are getting paid 20, 30, 40 million dollars a year that it's hard to kind of say, you know, you won't send me down. You're paying me 20 million dollars a year. Well, I like the I like the Mets owner who was like, I'll take your contract and I'll pay for it and I'll I'll ship your ass somewhere else. I don't give a shit. And that's kind of how things have to be in for a lot of teams is I feel like a lot of baseball players are too, way too complacent that they think their job is there every single year. And when you don't, when you have that fear, eh, maybe it won't be. You play a little tougher. You play a little harder. Or you show what, – what happens is the real professional. We're playing – they're playing professional sports, everyone. So enough of this, oh, everyone needs to play bullshit. Because this is professional. You're paying this guy $20 million a year. You're expecting this guy to play at $20 million a year. And I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of these guys. We see them out there and they're like, they're getting struck out. They're dropping their balls or errors, everything like that. And it's like, you're allowed to have bad games. Don't get me wrong. You're allowed to have a little bit of a slump, but when it's consistent and it's consistently a slump and everything like that, you should be watching out for the guys in the minor league system, like Jackson holiday, um, Kyle Harrison, uh, Ellie De La Cruz, those type of guys, because they are hungry and they want it and they want to come up and they want to be on the roster. That is something that I, I take full heartedly that they're going to want to be there one day. So hopefully we see more young guys getting called up here in the next couple of weeks, because it is that time of the year where a lot of guys do get called up, but I appreciate everyone tuning in. It's a shorter show than usual. Um, but Mike will be back next week. We'll both have five takes of the week. Let me know what your thoughts are on my five takes and the Yankees talk that we had earlier. Make sure you tune in every single week at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. Well, I'll be dropping clips here in the socials below um, at Cinco Squad Podcast. Um, just search that in the search bar and you'll be able to find us really easily. Make sure you turn into our show, Cinco Squad, thir- uh, Thursdays at 12 Eastern as well. Got NFL coming right around the corner, but can't wait to talk more baseball next week with Mike when he's back. I'm Jonathan Sawyer with the rotation with Mike and John. See you next week.